Hello and welcome to the Masters Swimming Podcast with me, Joe Malone. It was quite the week in Rome as lots of swimmers from the UK competed out there, but please bear with us as we will be reflecting on the European Masters Championships in upcoming episodes. A reminder as well to subscribe to the Masters Swimming Podcast on whichever platform you choose to listen to it on. If you subscribe, you will get notifications when the episode goes live, so you don't need to sit there and wait to hear from me or anyone else to tell you that it's available, so a win-win for everyone. We are recording this on the 5th of September, so a little while before it goes out, uh, due to a holiday that I have coming up. So I expect that once this goes out, entries to the National Championships will be open, uh, and of course I look forward to chatting more about that also. But joining me on today's episode is father and son, Simon and Callan Veal. Uh, I'm sure many of you know or have heard of the Veal family. They are indeed a huge part of the Masters swimming community here in the UK, uh, and they are predominantly uh, doing their training with Tottenham Swimming Club in Devon. Uh, so Simon uh, and Callan, it's, uh, it's great to have you both on the show. Thanks for having us on. Oh, you're welcome. Um, Simon, uh, you are the father of this incredible family of, uh, of master swimmers, and I know it's a huge part of your life. It, mm-hmm. it must be brilliant. It must be a brilliant feeling, actually, just having a family that sort of shares collectively in this hobby together. It is, yes. Uh, it's sort of very nice that we train together, and it's it's a sort of um, a hobby that we, we do all do together, basically. You know, obviously my wife and my other son have swum as well, so it's, yeah, it's, it's very nice. Yeah. Uh, and Callan, you're the, the second youngest, I believe. You've got a younger brother, um, Levin, and, and your mother, Kate, of course. What's it been like from your perspective having this hobby and sort of knowing that everyone else in your family is just as serious about it as you are? Because that, I imagine that's quite a rare thing, to be honest. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely an oddity for sort of a whole family to do it, sort of train together, compete together. And it's been it's been nice all the way through because it's sort of you've always got that support network of going to competitions and watching each other swim and sort of I I went away to uni for a few years and then I've come back back into training with Totness again. And yeah, it's just nice to sort of have different inputs and be able to help each other out and support each other mainly, which is which is mm-hmm. good. Do you find that you're all you've all got different events and strokes and distances that you like doing or you all do you all kind of follow the same stroke and distance? Um, I think we're we're all quite different. Um, personally, I'm I'm a sort of sprint backstroker, but I sort of anything short course I don't mind racing, except maybe a bit of breaststroke. Whereas my younger brother, he's he is was a very very good breaststroker. So in that that way, it was nice because we we didn't compete against each other too often, especially not in our main events. Mum was always a sort of medley swimmer, medley swimmer backstroker, and she's she's just coming back into it now as well. Yeah, I do sort of freestyle and medley, I suppose. Bit of sounds, like, sounds like you uh, you cover off all four strokes as a family, then that's uh, that's yeah. great. Well, we yeah. we like to we like to try and cover the decathlon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, um, Simon, you are. I believe you're sixty six now. Is that right? I am, unfortunately. <laughs> been a, I've been a member of member of Tottenham Swimming Club since I was five years old. Wow. Well, that, that was going to be my question, actually. What age did you sort of begin swimming? And, is it, you know, is yeah. it something that maybe your parents took part in? Uh, it was something that my mother always was very keen. She was never a swimmer as per se herself because she was obviously a, a wartime child, if you like, and the, the opportunity was never there. But it was something that she was always very 
keen on and something we got into. And and yeah, she she was secretary of the Tottenham Swimming Club for more years than I can remember. So so yeah, it's sort of we again not just our immediate family, but yeah, my mother was very heavily involved in in swimming and stuff as well. From that point of view, she was uh, a county official. She's been county president, um, stuff like that. So yeah, it's sort of it's something we uh, even my father was never very interested in swimming. <laughs> Always too busy on the farm. <laughs> no, no, I can imagine. Well, you say you started at five. So is yeah. is Tottenham Swimming Club? Um, so I know that where I swim, for example, we almost have a completely separate junior club to the Masters. Are you one integrated club, or is it two separate things? Um, at the time we started, it didn't really have a Masters. It wasn't a Masters club at all. Um, I mean, we used to share a swimming club night with Paint and Swimming Club. Yeah, at a, a pool in Torquay. So we would all go over on a Friday evening and shared the club night. And sort of from my point of view, as I sort of progressed in swimming, um, I then moved to a different club called Torquay Leander, who, if you like, had all the competitive training time. And then, yeah, I swam sort of in my first national age groups at 10 years old and just carried on from there, basically. Yeah. Brilliant. So you started at five, you're six or six now. Have you ever had a break from swimming or have you just gone right the right way? Not rate? really, no. <laughs> Not, I have probably have had a, yeah, some short sabbaticals from swimming. But no, I, I mean, I, I suppose even in my probably 30s, I, we were swimming for cl- local clubs in odd stuff. I, I didn't start master swimming until I was 40, um, which was when the, I think it was right, uh, Sheffield World yeah. Championships. It was Sheffield '96, I think. When the when the Worlds was it? I think it was the Worlds, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the Worlds in Sheffield because that's a couple of years after my yeah. brother was born. Yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we we sort of saw an advert somewhere in the Swimming Times or whatever for the World Masters in Sheffield, and my wife and I thought, oh, that might be fun to have a go at. That's so great. Just yeah, without really, I think that was probably the first proper Masters event we went to. And Callan, looking at your times, I'm going to guess that you didn't just casually get into swimming as, a, as an adult just for a bit of fun. Um, but just just how serious was swimming for you as a junior and then sort of moving into adulthood, you know, that kind of 16 to 20 kind of period where it could it could all get very serious? Um, so as, as a junior, I was sort of, I was an average age grouper. I think I went to my first nationals at 17. Um, so growing up, I always swam, but it, swimming was never my only sport I sort of through the years I've done everything and still play a little bit of cricket now and I played football rugby and everything sort of everything and then it was just before I went to uni I sort of decided I think I qualified for nationals and decided that I'd take it a little bit more seriously and train a little bit more before I went to uni and then so sort of went to Loughborough um, on the basis of study and being able to swim as well and yeah my sort of four years there I sort of improved quite dramatically in the last couple of years when I sort of became a backstroker and yeah when I was there I was training not full-time but a full-time student so yeah sort of that's where and then since then I've yeah come back and carried on sort of not not quite not to the same level of training but sort of time-wise and competition-wise I'm still still swimming almost as well off the back of that which 
That sounds that sounds great. And and I resonate with you in that as a junior, swimming was one of a few things that I did. You know, I played loads of football. Probably I took my football probably more seriously than I took my swimming. But what was it for you that made you want to take swimming more seriously? Was it the fact that you actually thought, do you know, I'm getting quite good at this or did you just love it? Um, I think it was just the sport I enjoyed the most. It was yeah. just sort of, I, I enjoy the sort of, seems odd, I enjoy the individual aspect of swimming as much as, obviously it's a t- it's a, as much a team sport with training and everything else. But it's sort of, for me, everything comes back to how you are personally and you can only give credit to yourself and blame yourself when things don't go well or right, where I sort of used to play football and stuff. And obviously it's, there's politics around that and, Whereas yeah, swimming, swimming, it all falls on falls on my head as to well, and and he didn't have pushy parents that forced <laughs> him to do it. He, he had to want to do it himself. Yeah, yes. which yeah, is yeah. which is the main, which I think is what gives people longevity in a sport. Is if they want to do it themselves, they'll keep doing it. But if they're doing it against not not against their will, but you know that sort of principle, then then yes, they won't stick at it, sort of thing. So. That's a really good point because I remember hearing Ian Thorpe once on an interview saying that it was it was him and his sister that used to get his parents up in the morning to go swimming, mm. and that that was their rule. They always said, "We're not going to get you up for swimming. You've got to get up because that just that tells yeah. us that you truly want to do it." And that's a really good really good approach to take. Well, I, I've I've got a pushy child now. He, yeah. he forces me to go <laughs> swimming. Forces me to go training when sometimes I'm too tired. But <laughs> with with the sort of question you asked about what sort of Tottenham is like as a club, we're I would say a lot of um, people we speak to in the masters as well are sort of a little bit surprised that we don't have a coach at all. So there's no, we have no coach on poolside at any right. point in any of our training sessions. Um, probably 75% of the sessions I write. Okay. And then sort of dad writes the other. Now, yeah, I, I, used, to write all the sessions, I used to write all the sessions. But now I let him, he lets me he knows what he wants to do. And yeah. he sort of has his input when he wants to do a distance freestyle session or something <laughs> like that. And yeah. we sort of, we're quite an amalgamated club in that all our sort of club sessions have people from 15, 16 up to 70 okay. all training together. Just It's all just um, adapted for ability. Well, and also with, with the sessions we've had, we, we do have some younger swimmers come and join us. And yes, they're always quite surprised that there's nobody shouting at them on the poolside. They have to want to do it themselves. Uh, which is sort of been our ethos all along, you know, mm-hmm. that, yeah, they, they come, the session is on the board. Yes, we sort of control it in a way that, you know, we've written the session and everybody pretty much does the same thing. But, yeah, there's no sort of, you know, moaning and groaning. You do it because you want to do it. And, and yeah. a lot of people are quite surprised about that. So that's good. No, I, I think I think that's great. I mean, as I say, I, I have a coach and I've always had a coach, but I think – I do a lot of training now nowadays in the morning on my own and, and I find it easy enough to motivate myself. So I can imagine it's it's okay for you guys. Ours is, ours is more just a question that the club can't afford coach. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that's about I can probably it's not, it's not deliberate as such. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, fair enough. Um Callan, what what's it like having a a sort of a younger brother in swimming, especially especially more as a junior, because I imagine he probably looked up to you and you, you'd have naturally have been faster than him being, you know, bigger and stronger. Was it was it, did you almost feel like a mentor? Or- Have you seen Levin? <laughs> it, again, it's, it's sort of in an old way. He probably started swimming seriously later than I did. So when when I was around swimming with Totnes before I went to uni, he sort of swimming was very much a third or fourth string sport for him, and he really he didn't get swimming at all. He used it for a bit of fitness, and um, he was quite into sort of motocross and rugby at the time. 
And then um, it was more towards the end of my uni time. He, I would say he probably started taking swimming, got into swimming more about 2021. 20, okay. And then when I came back from uni, we sort of, yeah, we then became full-on training partners and yeah. Yeah, we sort of maybe a little bit earlier. Yeah, maybe maybe slightly. But then, he, yeah. he he used to ride. Um, I wouldn't say a lot of motocross, but I have an older brother who's m- engine mad, right? And he's got grandchildren. They were all into motocross, and Levin sort of got into it. But he had two quite serious accidents, and the second one he had it just put him off motorbikes altogether. And then he not that was about seventeen, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. The second one he had. He was about seventeen when he had the second accident. And then he seemed to drift away from motorbikes back into swimming. So and then yes, then he got very serious about swimming. So Yeah, as I sort of said as I said before, it's quite nice that his his main events were the fifteen hundred brushstroke and probably the hundred medley short course. Yeah. So for me 1500 breaststroke I I do once a year that's so we were never never competing like that on that basis yeah but yeah we 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 used to push each other in training all the time and we sort of it was always nice to have that someone there that was on the same sort of level and we used to yeah quite often we'd go to meets and stuff and we'd race 100 freestyle against each other which was always good fun and we've we've swum in a lot of relays together so that's it's quite nice we we used the time that he was swimming properly we were sort of one of the fastest back to breast lead off on relays that especially in master swimming yeah, that's that's really cool. I, I guess I had a similar thing where I've got a sister who's two years older and she, you know, we both swam as, as kids. And so, you know, she was obviously always faster than me when I was, say, 12 and she was 14. And then there did, there did sort of come that time where we almost became as quick as each other. And then I... I think I just about overtook her, but that was at the point where she went off to uni anyway. So she always sort of uses the excuse that she would have carried on being faster than me if she had just carried on swimming. <laughs> but that, that I know, being the younger brother, that always, you know, I was always, I need to beat my sister. I need to be my sister. Um, yeah, I think there's always that. There's always that chase from the younger one, and I think for me, it was it was a motivation quite often to push myself. And obviously, yeah, he was catching me up on things. And as we got older, we become physically equal and everything else. So it's sort of yeah, it's. He's he's always pushed me as much as I think I've pushed him, I would say. Yeah, definitely. And I think especially, again, from my point of view, it was more in training than it was actually on race day because it was more just trying to keep up with my sister in the session. She'd always be in the, the next lane up and I'd want to get into the same lane so that I can sort of start overtaking her. Um, so, Simon, what did life look like for you as a family when when the boys were young? You know, was it very much a kind of, you know, you're off to school, you're off to work, but then it's like swimming morning, noon and night, or, or as, you know, as Callan said, it's, it's other sports as well. Was it a very active kind of upbringing? Uh, yeah, I mean, we were never sort of, um, you sort of have to do it. Um, obviously, again, when the boys were very young, we were very lucky that my mother only lives two miles, a mile and a half from where we live. So when we wanted to swim, she would just come and babysit. So when they were too young to swim themselves, we could still keep, we carried on swimming, basically. Um, my father would occasionally babysit as well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then when they were a little older, mother was always very often at the pool as well. But we used to there, they used to sit and watch. And then obviously as soon as they were old enough, they decided they wanted to be in the water as well. So yes, it, it, for us, it was, it's again, it's, it's the luck of having family around you. Yeah. If, if, if that hadn't happened, it, things might've turned out very differently. So yeah, it's it sort of having that family support makes a lot of difference to what decisions you make uh, and what you can do when, when you've got a young family, basically. Yeah. 
I think one of the sort of stories I've sort of been told in, as I've grown up sort of of being at Sheffield before Sheffield became as it is now with thousands of people there. I used to run up and down poolside with my brother in a trike as dads would swim the 800. <laughs> so we'd be chasing him up and down poolside. And obviously now you can you just couldn't do that with the volume of people. But sort of, yeah, we've all the sort of older masters swimmers have known us since we were yeah old, yeah, old enough to walk. Yeah, and I think it was quite at that time, it was quite a novelty almost having youngsters we i know we took them to glasgow when they were quite small and yeah people were sort of almost surprised that you know you brought young children along and yeah they were swimming living i remember him diving off the blocks and swimming a length of 50 meter length of glasgow and stuff and the some of the officials were you know oh this is a bit different sort of thing you know so yeah i would say it was it was we were yeah i mean there are other people person but now i would say children are you know commonplace sort of thing but i would say in those days yes it, it was not quite so common to turn up with your children <laughs> no it's, it's, it's nice. and, and on the one hand you you know you're encouraging your your boys and stuff to get involved but but equally it wasn't sort of too intense because you know i, I remember i had some friends who i swam with as well and they took swimming a lot more seriously they had siblings that swam parents that swam yeah. i remember sort of talking to them and they said that they used to have this rule when they went in the house where they used to say, leave the goggles at the door because yeah. they do enough swimming outside the house. And they don't want to bring it in the house and sort of keep talking about it. So uh, it sounds like you didn't have to kind of adopt a process like that because actually... Not really, no, no. Um, Cal and I've now joined you in the 30 to 34 age category. I turned 30 last week. Um, Congratulations. What, <laughs> thank you. What, what advice would you give someone like me when it comes to training, nutrition, recovery, all that sort of stuff in order to try and stay at the top of your game now that my 20s are behind me? Because you said earlier that you've managed to kind of hold that level. Um, I would say recovery becomes more and more important as as you sort of, as you're getting older. Obviously, I sort of don't class myself as old in any way, but it's sort of, I try and try and do as much as I can to keep, my, keep myself sort of able to train to the level I want to train as often as possible. Um, I think training-wise, you don't need to train as much as sort of age groupers at all. It's it's all got to be a little bit more focused focused training, yeah. a little bit more yeah. sort of high-intensity stuff, depending on what, what you race. Obviously, you're a 50, 100 freestyler, so it's sort of more on the sprint side of it is... Will it'll keep you good? Like we've just been watching the Europeans, and there's been some of the some of the swims in the sort of 55s, 50, 55s, hundred freestyle were just they were incredible. Yeah, and yeah, it's just between that and strength training, that's that's always been been quite an important part of what I do training wise. Um, I try not to overdo it because it's still got to have a good crossover to wanting to swim fast. Hmm. I, I would say from my sort of time in swimming, obviously he approached is it in a very different way to how it was approached when I was younger, where basically they just thought the more time you spend in the pool, yeah, sure. Hopefully, the better you'll get. <laughs> but yeah. um, I would say he approaches it in a very different way to that, and yeah, and, and from my point of view, it's like you know, recovery at my age just doesn't happen, unfortunately, <laughs> not as quickly as I would like. <laughs> I would say having having some sort of a good variation as well is always is always good. We sort of we're definitely not in any way sort of a sprint based program or a distance we we sort of do a little bit of everything throughout the week mm. which i think benefits me throughout the year being able to swim different events and i'm not always going to competitions and swimming the same events yeah so having the ability to go and swim a 400 or 
or I, I did my, I think probably my first 400 medley since I was 16 at last year's nationals. Yeah. And yeah, did, did a six second best time or something. And it was, it's just having that, having that variety and not getting stuck on one, one thing all the time. Yeah, I agree. Something that I've actually just done the last couple of weeks is on the, on my Monday morning swim, I actually started swimming. Uh, well, last week, cause it was bank holiday a bit longer. I did just a straight 4k without stopping this morning at a 3k before work. I've never trained in that way before. It's everything has always been split up into drills and to, but, but actually it's just quite fun and it might not be the most effective way of training, but actually just keeping a bit of variation and actually thinking, okay, Monday's for the miles, you know, and then yeah. later in the week I'll do my sprints. And, so, and it actually just, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. The, the variation is good. Um, yeah, I think every, everything about that helps you just keep a good feel for the water. And yes, yeah, it's, it's even being able to do things like that. It's almost, that's age recovery as well. Cause mm-hmm. you're not, you're not putting your body under such stress. And, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. So Simon, you touched on it a little bit there, but how does your training look now to say 20 years ago? Is it very similar or, or have you made adaptations? Um, it's changed in that I yeah just can't cope with the continual hard hard work. Yeah, I mean yes, where I I'm a sort of one of well whether I'm old fashioned, but my sort of favourite sets are like twenty well, used to be twenty one hundreds off ninety or ten two hundreds off three minutes and maybe five four hundreds. You know that sort of swim I would say was always my go to sort of training session. Whereas obviously now I just can't do it, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> I, you know, we need to, I need to break it down more these days, you know, and sort of, yeah, maybe if you did 20, not 20 100s, but you might do sort of eight 100s and then six 100s and four sort of thing with a bit of gap between them. But, but yeah, it's still the recovery is the, it's the hardest part to sort of get a grip, grasp of that, you, you know, you're just not going to recover as quickly as you used to, you know, and you might go into a session two days later. And yes, you're still feeling tired from the hard session you did before, sort of thing, you know. Although yeah. we still we still swim a lot, so yeah, we're we're still doing quite a lot of sessions. I mean, I still swim five, or six five times, times yeah, five or six times a oh, week. So yeah, that's fantastic. But sometimes, yes, I just get a session that you know I just will not get in, sort of thing, because I'm too tired before I've got in. So yeah no sounds good okay let's talk about club la santa then there are one or two summers from my club who tend to enjoy going out there most summers you know for sort of training camps active holidays all that kind of stuff i believe uh levin does work out there as well um simon F- firstly just he for does. those listening for who perhaps aren't aware of it could you explain what what it is and then uh what capacity you guys are involved in in, in with it so club la santa is a sports resort in the obviously lanzarote on the north of the island there is it's always been quite a triathlon focused place and they're getting more and more into family holidays now they've they've got three 50 meter pools um running tracks tennis courts basically any sport you want to do you can do on it in the sun um and they have they have staff members there from britain and mainly uh, england denmark and they run so the sort of classes you'd get at your leisure center they run all the sort of body combat zumba classes and then sort of levin is in their swim department so he he takes lessons or classes every day from beginners, beginners front crawl, kids, fun sessions up to every night of the week they do a swim squad where he him or one of the other swim department writes a session and you go along and complete the session with a bit of guidance from them. So that's sort of that's what he's been doing for 
nearly three years now. And does he live out there permanently? Yep. Yeah. So he's, I think he's only been home once in the last three years. From our point of view, I mean, we started going there when the boys were quite small. So we, we tended to go there with other clubs um, because like, as as clubs do now, they organise a trip and they'll have a coach and maybe 30 or 20 or 30 people go, not necessarily all swimmers. But yeah, we went when they were very young with Swiss Cottage and um, Oxford, was it? Or was it Oxford? Yeah. So, so we, yeah, we joined in with, you know, we knew people through, we sort of got to know, know people through Master Swimming and they sort of said, oh, fancy come, coming to, you know, Club of Santa with us and do a bit of training. And yeah, so we, we joined in with, with that principle to start off with and that was when they only had the 150 meter pull um, mm. in operation but um so yeah we did that for a good few years and then i think then we had quite a, a longish period where we didn't go and then we sort of started going back again and that was where levin got the idea of working out there he he was actually doing um Camp America in the summer holidays. Brilliant. And again, it was coming up to, was it COVID or something? He was supposed to go back out to America to the following year, but he couldn't go. And he, we were in La Santa and they, somebody said, you should apply for a job. So we did. Nice. <laughs> now we sort of just go out as a family and we sort of tend to do our own thing a bit and train. Obviously, we all train together anyway, normally. And it's just nice to be able to go and do it. In- well, and And... He did an Ironman out there yeah. last year. So I, we, did, I did the Lanzarote Ironman last year. Wow. So we, we went out there for four weeks and he did a bit of training and we obviously stayed and watched the Ironman. And now Le- Levin's also getting into triathlon a bit, but not the Ironman at the moment. He's doing the 70.3. So uh, he's quite into that at the moment. Wow, yeah. that, that sounds amazing. So, so if someone like me were to go out there, would I, would I sign up and follow a structured program or would it be up to me what kind of training I do? Yeah. Up to you, up to yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, entirely up to you. They're sort of, um, yeah, you can you can do personal, like you can pay for personal instructions with any of the swim guides if you want that. Or there's a lot of people that will, they'll go to a, a CrossFit class during the day, maybe. They'll go for a, you can do an open water swim in the morning, go to a CrossFit class during the day and then join the swim squad in the evening where there'll be sort of 15 or 20 people doing the same session as you. And most nights it'll be the same people whilst you're there and, you sort of yeah, you sort of get, I think, get I think to it's, know a group. It's, it's down to your personal confidence. I mean, with Callan, he doesn't need anyone to tell him what to do. He knows what he wants to do, sure. so he'll go to the gym or whatever, and and we'll make we'll maybe we'll swim twice a day sort of thing. Um, yeah, and it's it's having that confidence where some people aren't com- if you're not confident enough to write yourself a session and know know that you're going to be able to do it with yeah without any instruction, then you're going to go for the swim swim school sort of things and but yeah we we know what we want to do so we just say we go up to the pool for whatever time and get in and have a swim and, sounds yeah. brilliant yeah sounds brilliant well we were talking off air just before we came on and uh, you guys told me that you are property developers uh, developers together how do you uh, well first of all I mean that sounds fantastic and how do you kind of fit the swimming around that do you sort of swim early later or a bit of both so all our sessions in the week are evenings yeah don't do any morning any morning sessions which is which is quite nice sort of the days of doing half five mornings throughout uni I, I, I enjoyed mornings but it's sort of 
it's nice not to be able to do it and go through it sort of now with the evening sessions some some days you sort of you come home from work quite tired and not sure you want to train but it's always sort of never never regret going swimming after after a day at work which is which is good yeah no that sounds uh, that sounds great final final question then to you both Simon I'll come to you first you've been involved in swimming for obviously many years um is there anything else that you kind of want to try and achieve in swimming whether that's in racing in the pool or I don't know becoming a volunteer somewhere or anything like that no <laughs> good, good short sharp answer I like that <laughs> well what, what, what about you Cullen have you still got any kind of goals in terms of times or, or anything like that yeah well I sort of there's definitely a lot of things I'd still like to do it's sort of um, slightly annoying that watching Europeans and having not gone this year or making the decision not to go um, looking at the results I think I would have gone reasonably well out there which would have been a great experience but that's maybe something that will come either with the next one or some of that and having aged up last year obviously every time you age up there's a new set of records to go after and um got my eye on a few of the backstreet ones at the moment i broke the broke the 50 a couple of weeks ago and i'd like to sort of yeah try and chase a chase a few of the other ones oh sounds great and um i guess i'll be seeing you both at the nationals this year we will you yes will be, we'll be yeah. there well uh, well thank you very much uh, to both of you for coming on um it has been episode 11 of the master swimming podcast please do tell your teammates and spread the word and for now take it easy